This is Acceptable Vices for May 15th, 2015. Today, well, we were supposed to do one thing, but now we're doing another. Hey everyone, this is Acceptable Vices for uh, May 15, 2015. I'm your happy host, Victor Frost. Now, today we were supposed to be doing a, uh, a sort of a show playing Guns of Icarus. And, you know, by all accounts, we started doing that, didn't we, gents? We did. We did, and it was good fun. Yep, and unfortunately... Just not for anyone else. Yeah. <laughs> While it was riveting to play through and I'm sure about as interesting as a, you know, putting some pop rocks in your mouth for people watching the video stream, uh, it did not make for good radio. Um, so here we are. In, instead, we will provide a link for you to watch the game if you're interested uh, in the show notes. It was streamed live through Google Hangouts, so it probably has the frame rate of a PowerPoint presentation. Um Next but time uh, instead, switch. we're going to be doing a Q&A. <laughs> yeah, next time we do a playthrough, we'll be on Twitch. <laughs> yeah, Q&A, fun time. So, uh, okay. Trevor has been gracious enough to pull together a whole bunch of questions from you folks, apparently. And uh, yes. he's going to read them, and we're all going to answer them. So, Churba, by your I'm leave. Apparently the, I'm apparently the only person who talks to fucking people. <laughs> Okay. Hey, I talk to people. Hey, I <laughs> hold our our listener in the highest respect. I too hold our listener in nothing but the highest contempt. You guys could leave comments, but uh, you don't on the YouTube or in the WordPress. <laughs> <laughs> okay, let's all right. See. Go ahead, Trevor. First question. Audacity's been running for at least a minute and 50 seconds without crashing, so now's as good a time as any. Okay, first off yes. the block. <laughs> <laughs> that is not the first question, Nelson. I'm sorry, Nelson just typed something in mumble. But anyway, first off Indeed. the block. Why do you keep interrupting each other so fucking much? <laughs> what? One more time, Cherba? Okay, the question is, why do you keep interrupting each other so fucking much? Because we can't really... We're not in the same room with each other, so we can't get those general, um, you know, body language clues that somebody wants to talk and that we're going to acquiesce to someone else. So basically, if we don't interrupt each other, only one person will be speaking the entire time. Yeah, yeah so and also we have... Uh, <laughs> exactly case in point um, all of us sort of seem to have a tendency to uh, ramble on and not pause after saying uh, our, our points and then transition to other points and uh, never let anyone else get a word in edgewise we just keep talking and talking in one continuous unbroken sentence moving from topic to topic but it's actually better when, so we record with uh, Google Hangouts, and so we can sort of see each other. Yeah. But it's yeah. a little bit delayed, and it's you know, it's yeah. technology especially, is not magic yet. Especially for me, because being so far away, I'm on about a half a second delay from everyone else. So quite a lot of the time, where you hear me go, I and then stop talking, 
it's because I started talking when someone paused, except the pause got to me a bit late, and then went back a bit late, so by the time I started talking, they'd already started talking again. So, yeah, and th- sorry and then if that there annoys are... you, but deal with it. Yeah, and then there are occasions like, and I'm going to splice in this bit of audio, but there are occasions like when I'm listening and I'm hearing over the internet, and then Cherbo will cut out. Why do you keep interrupting so fucking much? Like how you just heard every couple of words. And so if I'm not paying especially, you know, deep attention, say, you know, my cat's gotten me distracted, I'll think, oh, there's a pause there. And Victor actually doesn't pay attention when Cherbo talks. He just tunes him out. What? I don't think it was Nelson talking. <laughs> <laughs> no, but it you know it, you lose a lot of the subtlety when you're not all in the hmm. same room. So yeah, and we do actually keep it down a lot more than we used to in the past. If you go back and listen to <laughs> old shows like Boy. you did last week, because we were all doing other shit like being sick or working. Fucking, <laughs> it was so much worse <laughs> in those old shows. Oh boy, was it ever! Good God. <laughs> uh, Let's see. Ne- next right, question. Next Drew. question. Uh, I will also add that attached to this question, there was a thank you to Victor for not beeping the swears anymore. No. Well, Wait, okay. you bleeped the swears at some point? Yeah, but I think yeah. it was def. Yeah, it was definitely before you started coming on the show, Nelson. But I used to go through and bleep all the swears because, well, I used to edit for when Thade was hosting the show, and Thade cared about swears. So, I uh, in fact, in fact, the first time I edited the show. I, di- I forgot to bleep a couple of swears, and they'd post it up on the Front Row Crew forum. Oh, the huge man. Oh, the humanity. So, <laughs> something like that. And uh, But after a while, I just said, you know, after a while of, have, of getting tired of constantly bleeping Cherba, I gave up. So. Yeah, I swore him into <laughs> submission. Okay, but the next question is, can Cherba tell us a story? Yes. Next question. <laughs> hold on, hold on, hold on, hold on. The question was, can Cherba tell us a story? Yes. Yes, yes, he can. Next question. Yes. <laughs> I'm not going to right now because, you know, <laughs> we are like, from our perspective, we're running really long today and I have shit oh, to do. So. God, yeah. <laughs> and if you haven't heard my stories before, they tend to be long and rambling. So yeah. Maybe another time. Mm-hmm. Okay. Do you have any professional experience at this? And if so, what is your background? Well, Chorba, why don't you go through your uh, your experience? Okay. Laying it out, uh, I did a little bit of dodgy pirate radio in a van. Uh, I have been a professional radio presenter. I started at University of Leeds, and I've done work at another a number of other stations. I've got about 20 years of theatre behind me on top of that, which includes everything from drama to improv, children's, everything you can think of. Uh, and that's about my story. As far as I know, Victor is a professional audio engineer. Yeah. Um, also has some radio experience. But yeah. I'll let him tell you about that when he jumps in and interrupts me from this long <laughs> rambling sentence that I'm never actually going to finish. Sherva, shut up! <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, uh, like Cherba said, I am a professional audio engineer. I've been doing that work for about, let's see, what year is it? 2015? Nine years I've been working as an audio engineer. Um, 
And in addition, in addition to that, um, I have some theater experience. I did work for a radio station, uh, 88.5 KCSN. And um, I've, been, I've done miscellaneous work as a vocal talent for either music or, um, or uh, you know, just audio work that I was contracted to do that needed some voiceover, like uh, corporate instructional media or things like that. But uh, for podcasts, I've been editing podcasts since 2008. Yeah, been editing podcasts since 2008, uh, editing Friday Night Party Line and current issues and credit unions. Um, And uh, yeah, that's that's my that's my experience. So, oh, and I do I do I've been doing panels at lectures. So I guess that counts as some sort of performative experience, which is basically what this is. So, hmm. I, if you live in England, there is a good chance you've actually heard my voice. In fact, not just on this show, but on your radio, for one reason. Even if you didn't listen to the dodgy local North stations that I used to go, that I used to work <laughs> for, there was one other gig that I did for a very short period of time, just uh, as a bit of an experience thing. Uh, that got really interesting. Let's see if I can still do the voice. And coming up next is Braden back on the beat, followed at 10 by the Matt Edmondson show. What was that, BBC One? <laughs> <laughs> no, not BBC One, but it was part of the local North BBC station. So, mm. yes, I did huh. announce on there briefly, yeah. very briefly. I can't do the voice as well as I used to because I am very out of practice. <laughs> but I did have to learn that plummy kind of, welcome to the BBC accent. I love it. It's great. Um, I did a an internet radio show, like a streaming internet radio show in high school. Uh, it was very bad, but apparently we were very popular at a college in the Midwest. Um, and that's about it. So, so an RIT streaming radio show no, was no, popular in, in, oh, in high school. In high school, yeah. yeah. I don't even remember what it was called. It was very bad. We had bands. We, I don't know. So uh, we had a group of my friends and I, um, and one of them was like, I, I think he's a fixer now because he is really good at it. Even in high school, he would like get local talent to come on our show. I have no idea how. <laughs> But, yeah. That does actually bring us into our next question, which is, how come you don't get guests like Minion Fogarty or Lisa Betney anymore? Because I do not know who those are. (laughs) Very simple answer to that. We don't ask. Yeah. Um, Well, well, yeah. I mean, uh, that's pretty much the answer. I mean, um, like a couple of episodes after um, after I took over, I tried to get uh, Dr. Kiki on the show, but when she was on the show initially, when Thade was hosting, she wasn't as big as she is now, or even when I took over, because Thade was running the show, had run the show for like three years, and she was on at the beginning, so it, you know, it was pretty difficult to, it's pretty difficult to get anyone really famous that we don't know personally. 
Like, I mean, if, I bet if I asked, I could get um, Ananth or Yuko from the Johnny Wander comics onto the show because we know them by way of Rim and Scott and Emily and Conrad. You know, we know them, you know, by way of them. So, but, you know, we really don't. Yeah, I mean, yeah, we don't ask because. Yeah. Part of it's predictability because, you know, if we have like a predictive, we have a predictable predictable group of uh, people like Adam or Jason, we know what we can kind of expect out of them, What what's their hot button issue. So we can, when we're picking top, like, for example, if it has anything to do with teaching, we hold it out in front of Adam and it's Adam bait. So, you know, it, he loves it. He gets really riled up over it and it makes for a good show. When it's about news or media, Jason is all over that shit. Yeah, but yeah, we basically don't ask because, well, we've got a good, predictable, tight group already. I mean, we will probably be trying to get more on in the future, but we're trying to kind of still explore a little, stabilize ourselves as uh, what we're doing with the show now that Thade has said you can stand on your own two feet. Yeah. He, well, I mean, this show has basically been on its own two feet for a couple of years now, but we have been doing this this big format shift in terms of doing it, doing a podcast literally every week has, you know, create some challenges on its own and create some new decisions that have to be made. So, yes. um, so Turbo, what's the, uh, what's the next question? Uh, no, that question shit. So straight on to the next question: What do you like and hate about your jobs? Uh, That's pretty good. I think, and I think this kind of applies to both Cherba and me. But the, uh, irregular pay is yes. uh, is is kind of a problem. I mean, I make I make a lot of money in in very infrequent bursts. That's that because, you know, I get a couple I have like a couple of big clients that, you know, call me up every now and again. Hey, can you fix this? Hey, can you fix that? Um, audio and video wise. But my work is infrequent. And, you know, I wish I had that predictability like Nelson has. You know, Nelson's got a predictable paycheck kind of deal. Yeah. So I really like uh, that I make a kind of disgusting amount of money for my age and skill set and everything. <laughs> um, and it's and it's sort of a, well, it's a 9 to 5 or rather 10 to 6 or rather flexible. Um, like, I, I had bad allergies today, so I worked from home, which is mm. fine because I'm just, you know, making the internet work. Um, so that's good. Um, bad things are the industry that I am in is basically we sell ads right yeah like yeah. it's a publication but the actual like business model is we sell ads um which is you know all all publications nowadays and for the past while um and so you know i hear about a lot of really like world changing things and i'm i'm fairly uh politically active i actually the thing i just posted um, was that someone on Twitter had said, uh, you know, according to the, the International Intergovernmental Panel on Climate Change, uh, preventing warming above two degrees Celsius is technically and economically feasible. This means political will is, you know, the only thing that's missing. Um, to which I replied, 
it's technically and economically feasible to send me to the moon within a month, but but the political will is missing. And I, I just realized that the person who had made that tweet that I had responded to <laughs> was the chairman of the Intergovernmental Panel on Climate Change. Oh <laughs> <laughs> or sorry, vi- vice chairman. Um, oh, he's only the vice. Oh, fuck him then. <laughs> yeah, so I'm, I'm fairly... No one cares. He's from Belgium. <laughs> um, I'm fairly politically active, and I... What I am doing does not help the world in almost any capacity. I mean, you could argue that, you know, journalism and stuff, but, I mean, it's not uh, fucking... Who are, the, who are the two guys with Watergate? Nixon. No. Uh, oh. Oh. Um... I don't remember. <laughs> John Waters and Bill Gates. There you uh, go. <laughs> it, it's it's not Woodward and Bernstein. Is all I'm saying. Yeah, I mean, I mean, and there seems to be always that trade-off. I mean, that's why people who are able to make gobs of money while also pursuing some sort of higher, you know, higher passion are so envied. On, are so envied, and that's mm-hmm. just the way it is like audio engineering making media love it i want to keep doing this until the day i die but i'd also like it if i could get some regular money from this you know what i mean yeah i i would literally cut my arm off to be elon musk oh god yes because then then, you're elon musk and you can get a prosthetic arm yeah robot arm (laughs) robot arm that's how you do it yeah Next well, like, okay. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I just want to build the space internet. Yeah. Next question, Sherba. Next question. What have been your best jobs and worst jobs in the past? Oh god. Um in the past, um my worst job ever was uh working as a um as a cook at an A&W. Um, if you Oof. don't know, if you don't know what that is, it's a, um, it's basically a car hop restaurant and, um, it was just horrible. I, I worked there for, uh, for like three or four months and then I had always managed to not get scheduled on a day when all the hot rods came in, but on a day when I was pulling up to work and all the hot rods were in the lot, you know, I knew the schedule. I knew they had, you know, a normal amount of cooks on there. I was just going to be extra. And I said, nope, <laughs> not doing that. Um, that was my worst job. My best job, um, not this, was actually my last job. I was work. I was the podcasting editor for the Daily Sundown, my university's paper. And, you know, it didn't pay a whole lot, but... It was a position where I got to flex my artistic muscle and teach people how to, you know, on a very minimal level, do my craft, audio engineering. And it was really fulfilling because not only did I get to have that sort of artistic freedom, but I also really, and this is not my words, these are the words of my, you know, my coworkers who were really didn't understand the need to do podcasting as part of a newspaper. But um, I really, apparently, they, I really taught them to appreciate 
the ability for podcasts and for multimedia to reach and communicate ideas in a more I don't know in a more human way than just print could so I, that was that was my favorite job in the past okay let's see probably best job flight attendant it was sick I fucking loved it <laughs> I miss it so much every day uh, and it paid really well down here uh, worst job when I was right fresh out of high school I worked in a warehouse briefly and it was boring and really fucking hot because it was in a tin warehouse in the summer Ugh. with obviously no air conditioning or anything like that and my boss was kind of a knob so <laughs> I did that for about three months and then just went you know what fuck this the only part of my day I look forward I was looking forward to was watching Hogan's Heroes at lunch Ah, uh, such a good show. Yeah. Elson. Uh, this is probably... My current job is probably the best job. Um, worst job? It could go two ways. On one hand, I worked uh, for two years in a uh, dry cleaners, and that is very not fun in the summer. Mm. Um, but... Going sort of the other way, I worked for a large multinational bank, uh, and the culture there was the worst work, like, frat bro, douchey banker stereotype culture I've ever seen. It gave me a lot of really interesting stories, but I, by the end of it, I was coming into work, like, two days a week, just because I couldn't, like, be around those people. <laughs> Yeah. I, I didn't last at that job. <laughs> okay, let's see. Cherba, how do you build things? Followed by how to build an inexpensive toolkit. I'm not going to answer those today because I have something that I have to do about that, actually. For a different matter, I may actually be doing a panel about those at PAX. Nice. But I might also record something for the show about that with Victor. Hmm. Just because maybe then we can have some content to fill in the days mm -hmm. <laughs> like last week where we're all busy. And also I am uh, I am a buildy individual too. So Yes. Alright, let's see. After that, what have you been playing recently? Other than Guns of Icarus, I presume. <laughs> Dirt three. Been been rebuilding my campaign on that. Uh and uh grid two and Minecraft. Oh, I just finished Halo 4. How did I forget that? So. Mm. Man, that's me. <laughs> uh, Can I talk about Verdun? Yes, you should talk about Verdun. Oh, my God. <laughs> so. I'm going to sit back for this one. <sighs> it's World War One. The Kaiser is trying to take over the known world. Minus, well, like, know. all of Asia and Africa and the Americas. He is sending wave after wave of terrible troops through the trenches. And you have a bolt-action rifle with, like, eight bullets, and you need to shoot them in the face when they come into your trench and also stab them. It is... I'm going to say it is my game of the year of 2015 so far. It is real good. It is, it is a first-person shooter set in World War I, and it gets it right. 
It is the first game that has ever gotten World War One right in a shooting capacity. Let's see. For me, I've been playing a shitload of Warframe, as pretty much always, because I really like Warframe. You should play it. It's free, and even though it's free to play, it isn't dodgy with it. They actually are legitimately one of the best implementations of free-to-play I've ever seen, and they've got excellent mechanics backing up, so that's good. I've also been playing recently a fair bit of Dragon Age, trying to catch up on that series. Uh, that's about it. I haven't had much time for anything else recently in terms of gaming, so... Yeah. That's alright. I am looking forward to Elegy of a Dead World. That game looks amazing. But I haven't gotten around to buying and playing it yet, so I will, and I will report back. I might pick up Love Live again, but I don't know. I expect (laughs) Love's to tap his waifu. Alright, so... (laughs) So this is a, a review of Verdun that I'm going to read to you. Okay. Um, this is from a a gamer named Napoleon Blonaparte. <laughs> what a legend! <laughs> it's a, it, it goes. Babies play Call of Duty. Xbox Live plays Battlefield. Real men play Arma. Real men's fathers play Red Orchestra Two. Grizzled, beard-wearing manly men who are so manly that they eat raw that they eat raw meat and love vegetables. Play Verdun. Okay then. <laughs> okay. Okay. Let's see. Here's a real simple one. How old are you? Sound off, boys. Twenty-five. Twenty-five. Oh, shit, I don't. Shit, I'm old. Think about these things. When well, is my t- birthday? Well, this year I'm turning 26. So I don't know if you want to say 25 or 26, but technically now yes. I'm 25. And it's I'm now 28. Right? Yeah. Yep. Also, fun facts. I'm currently older than Rim was on his last appearance on this show. That's how long we've been doing this fucking show. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, the episode we pulled out of the archive was uh, for last week was four years old. Yeah, man. Jeez. Let's see. What are your jobs? We've been through that. Uh, no, they meant currently, but yes, we have been through that. But to sound off very quickly, I'm a journalist. I also make ID cards and badges, and I also do odd jobs and do occasional fixer work. I think I in terms of make props. I think in terms of quantity of work, I am at present more a YouTuber than an audio engineer, but... Eh. You're a tuba. YouTuber. <laughs> you fucking potato. Yeah, knob. <laughs> Nelson, Nelson, you do... Nelson does web things. I make internets things. happen for New York Magazine. Yes, he does. Next question! Yes, he... He makes Java, except he graduated from the STEM program, so he's not at Starbucks doing so. <laughs> no, no, that no, no, Cherba. He doesn't. Hour? He doesn't make Java. <laughs> he makes Node.js. Actually, we're you. Well, we're not using IOJS, but internally we're using IOJS. <laughs> by by which but I also, mean, on my local development machine, I'm running IOJS, and maybe it probably works on the server. Uh, let's see. Also, we're not against arts degrees because I don't have a degree and Victor's got an arts degree. So. I do indeed. 
Nelson is the only stem lord around here. Yep. I here's the fun thing. I I don't have a I dropped out of college, so I don't actually have a a technical degree. Hmm. But I also grew up at RISD. Because my my that? Rhode Island, Rhode school, Island school, design. school design, Ghost Roads. Uh, because it's a really good design school in the small state. Yeah, all that Always. time, all that time, two the two of us were in Rhode Island at the same time, but we didn't know each other. Yeah, that's <laughs> a crazy thing. Yeah. Okay. Next question: Should I quit my job? Depends on Depends what on, your job is. Yeah. Are you okay, if, if you're asking that question then probably yes. Yeah, probably. Yeah. Yeah, no, I agree. <laughs> quit your job. It's it's better to quit. Quit your job, like take if, your money, go on some big life journey. You know, just make sure you have yeah. a home base to come back to. Well, yeah. have have money and then get more money, right? So if you have money, quit your job and look for another job. So what if you're you basically saying money, is get money, quit job dot 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 profit. Yeah, if something like that. So, a lot of people quit their jobs without having money, and to them, I want to say, "What the fuck are you doing? Yeah. Don't do that." Yeah. yeah, you work, work your job, and get some money, and while you're working your job, apply to other jobs. Yeah, because if your job, if your current job is like people that are bullshit and they would fire you if they found out, then who cares? You're gonna quit. Yeah, get more yeah. money. Unless and it's then, for a girl. Never quit your job for a girl. Oh, God, no. Yeah, don't. No, or a boy. No. Or anyone of any particular gender who has romantic intentions on you. Don't do that. Yeah, it is and, and don't, don't. Don't, don't move across country for uh, a romantic interest either. Unless or across you, the world. Uh, or across the world. Or, <laughs> Thanks, yeah. Nelson. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I love you, Jeremiah. Uh, poor Jeremiah. It's okay. Um, we'll be together someday. Uh. <laughs> <laughs> uh, next okay, question. Victor, you can be my mistress. Uh. <laughs> uh, okay. I don't think so, Jeremiah. I'm, I'm, no I'm no side. What cars do you drive right now? Well, Nelson doesn't, as far as I know. He no, can, but he no. doesn't. I am going to mention at this point uh, that I live in New York, because that is, uh, people who live in New York are required to mention that once every three hours. Indeed. Um, yeah, so the so, little bomb in your spine goes off. <laughs> yeah. So I, I live in New York, which means uh, we are a post-car society, except for all of the car noise. Mm. The problem is... We, we just need to fucking ban all private cars from New York City. On the other hand, entirely. Yeah, but, then, <laughs> but then what would New Yorkers bitch about? Exactly. Oh, oh, we'll find Everything else. The trash, the garbage <laughs> smell, uh, the heat, the cold. The urine. Uh, the urine, the, the, the poop. There's not as much the public trend. What the, right there's now? There's not as much poop in New York as in Paris or in uh, San Francisco. That would be dog and human, respectively. Um, uh, but there is a non-zero amount of poop on the on the streets right now. New Yorkers complain about cars, and once all the cars are gone, they'll start complaining about public transit. Oh, we already complain about public <laughs> public transit. Uh, Usually in the same breath as saying it's better than the public transport anywhere else. <laughs> well, the thing is, it, it is better than a lot of places. Not Japan. Uh, 
it's it's the best public transit in the United States, which is not Probably saying much. No, um, but there is actually, and this is going to be a plug of mine, uh, and we're going to put the link in the doobly doo. Mm. Um, but there is a Twitter account for uh, when the trains are fucked. Right? There is a Twitter Only account a Twitter for each. Account? Sorry. Only a Twitter account. We have like a fucking app that just throws up notifications for you. Well, yeah, we've got like thirty apps, but there's also a Twitter <laughs> Twitter accounts, right? Um, but there, someone started a parody Twitter account uh, for when the trains are existentially fucked, and <laughs> we will link it in the doobly doo because it is pretty great. Um, uh, as for cars that I drive, I drive a uh, two thousand and one Nissan uh, Nissan Altima LX. And a uh, 1991 Mercury uh, Sable. Nice. Yeah. Six cylinder. Vroom, vroom. <laughs> yes. And my personal vehicle is the famous Mighty Van, the oh. 1990 Nissan Fanet. I actually just replaced the windshield recently, and it was a fucking holocaust in there. <laughs> <laughs> I am advancing science in the field of fucking speed holes, I'll tell you what. <laughs> but uh, I also sometimes drive a fucking six-cylinder Falcon station wagon from 1995, and I also sometimes drive a Hyundai i45. Yes, unlike... Neither uh, of which are mine. Unlike Nelson. I do not own them. Yeah. Unlike... Uh, same with Mike. Well, I own one of them. I own the Sable. Um, and actually, I'm on the registration for the Nissan, so I guess technically I own both of them. Huh. Um, mm-hmm. You're registered as a driver. That You're not registered as the owner. Mm, yeah, you're right. Um, but uh, yeah, unlike Nelson, I think uh, for Cherber and I, you would have to pry cars out of our cold, dead hands. So. Well, that and the fact that it's just a pain in the ass to get anywhere outside of the city without public transport. Well, with yeah. public transport around here. Yeah. Like, I could take the bus to Deception Bay, but it takes ages. Oh, you don't, you don't want to go to Deception Bay. I went to Deception no, Bay you once. Don't. It was you very don't disappointing. Go to Deception Bay. I thought it would be completely different hole. than it was. <laughs> no, Deception Bay is legitimately a shithole. <laughs> you don't want to go there. Um, I enjoy. I enjoyed the act of driving, and I I would like if I became a disgusting rich person to uh, to you know buy a, a number of cars to drive in uh, in the countryside. Hmm. Um, I would probably only buy electric cars though because I'm an asshole. Piss. Who, yeah. Well, you are from San Francisco, the skeleton <laughs> and environmentalist capital of the world. Uh, yep. Oh, next see. question. Next question. No, that's a shit question. Okay, last question. Hold on, hold on. What was what was the shit question? I will copy and paste it into the mumble. All right. Let me see what it is. <laughs> that is I a did shit not curate many of these questions that is so. a shit question yeah go ahead what's the last question <laughs> the last question is how do i talk to girls um well, well step one see approach see girl 
Well, step wait, two. wait, 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 wait. No, okay. no. Yeah, step one is see a girl. See a girl. Step two is judge body language to see if she actually wants to talk to you. Don't or anyone, head. you know. Yeah. Judge three, or uh, step three is seriously make sure that she's like smiling at you and saying, hey, come talk to me. Because don't be a shithead yeah, who yeah. like talks to people that they who don't want to be talked to. I Step mean, four is approach. I mean, and entirely this depends a lot on the context. Like if you're trying to like pick up a girl at a bar, then yeah, those steps entirely apply. Yeah. If if you are just attempting to conversate with a uh, a person of the female persuasion, then um, then you know it it really depends on the context. Like if you're in a classroom, you know, t- you know, she's your classmate or whatever. Yeah, you know. Speaking of context, I don't think this guy is quite aiming for a conversating, as it were. Aha. Aha. Okay. Yeah, don't be a dick. Don't be a dick. Seriously. Okay. Don't. Don't. Hold on. Hold on. I think. I think. I think. I think Love Master Chuba is going to lay down some (laughs) wisdom. Your pop filter sucks. Uh, <laughs> what pop filter? That thing, the the pantyhose exactly. on that thing tore ages ago. <laughs> Just buy some more pantyhose, Victor. Yeah, yeah. It's LA, nobody will look at you funny. Just say it's for a theater thing, even if you get embarrassed. <laughs> Please, but I anyway, have a sister and a yeah. mother. I've had to make the uh, the walk through the tampon and pad aisle more than once, so I'm kind so of what? null to that. So what? It's just a lump of cotton, dude. I know. I that's why I don't understand why some guys get so flustered about it. Okay, but anyway, here is the secret. You just talk. You don't need to worry too much about what you're talking about or any of that business. Well, fucking well. You don't need to focus on talking about like things specifically that might attract them or being super funny or anything like that. Just chill out and talk to them like a normal fucking person and yep. you will be good. Just, you know, don't spew anything that comes to mind simply because you're nervous. Forget about it. Like, you know, if it's going to happen, it's going to happen. If it's not going to happen, it's not going to happen no matter how much you fucking get all up in your own head about what you're going to say or how she's going to take it if you do say it and things like that. So fucking forget about it. Just go. Just talk to her like a normal person, like someone you bumped into at the coffee shop or you're waiting for the bus or whatever. Mm -hmm. No need to worry about, you know, optimal strategies or anything like that. Just talk. Just talk. Don't fucking get up in your own head. Just go for it. Even if she says... You're a creep. Fuck off. The only thing that you're going to suffer from that is a moment of, oh, she told me to fuck off. Oh, well. You, yep. you're, you're not going to go down in the world. Nothing's going to happen if you get told to fuck off. Yeah. But remember, so just it, go. if you're told to fuck off, fuck off. Fuck off. <laughs> yeah, off your fuck. Yeah. <laughs> but don't feel bad about it, but, you know, leave. Yeah. Um, so I found the, the parody... Uh, Twitter account for the subway trains, and it was obviously called Fake MTA. MTA is the Metropolitan Transportation Authority. Because, of course. Um, And coincidentally, the official L-Train Twitter account 
that tweets like the schedule changes for the L train, mm-hmm. which the L train, by the way, is the one that goes to where the hipsters live. Um, that Twitter account follows fake MTA. nice alright so that is a bunch of questions and answers indeed they are and thank you all of you listeners for uh, for sending those in we of course love audience interaction and we are glad you guys are enjoying the show and in fact care enough about it to uh, to voice your opinions and concerns and questions and look to us for advice, misguided though that may be. So yes, uh, and see, we're even being nice. If you do send in a shit question, we're not going to embarrass you and read it out. Yeah, we're we're not going to say which shit question it was that we're not reading out. So yeah, yeah. yeah. All right then, uh, thanks, gents. We've been doing this far too long tonight, and we all deserve sleep food and all other humanly concerns uh good night everybody good night